If you run an e-commerce business, you can relate to the amount of work it takes to produce something great. And of course, you want to optimize your workflow and reduce costs. That's why I want to say a big thank you to our partner, ShipStation, and perhaps introduce you to them as well. If you are not familiar with ShipStation, they've been supporting Cytosol School for years. They have helped so many of our listeners make things much easier, automate their shipping tasks, help them scale their business, and also, this is not a small thing, save thousands on shipping with industry-leading carrier discounts. ShipStation is the innovative tool that helps turn your shipping challenges into opportunities for growth. Go to ShipStation.com and use code HUSTLE to sign up for your free 60-day trial. 60 days free. ShipStation.com. Code HUSTLE. When it comes to your finances, go for the credit card that's always there for you. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, that means no more waiting for, quote, normal business hours just to get a hold of someone. We're talking real service from real people whenever you need it. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. If at first you don't succeed, skydiving is not for you. Just not a good idea. Don't do that. But aside from that, what if you're not sure any particular idea is right? Or if it's right for you? Well, guess what? Here's your strategy. Try it and see what happens. That idea might be the right idea, or it might lead to a pivot, a switch, or some kind of evolution to something better. In today's story, for example, a Los Angeles designer goes from making clothes to selling vintage semi-fine jewelry inspired by her love for the beach. By sharing more of herself and the story behind her designs, she managed to sell more than $10,000 worth of jewelry last year and is on track to more than double it this year. Also, before we jump into the story, uh, a pre-lesson in the difference between types of jewelry, uh, which may be obvious to you, but I had to learn this myself. So you've got fine jewelry, semi-fine jewelry, and fashion jewelry. Fine jewelry is always solid gold and the stones are genuine. Uh, it will never tarnish. It can be worn day in and day out. And then you've got fashion jewelry on the other end of the spectrum, uh, which is typically made with non-precious stones and metals such as brass, bronze, and copper. So it could be like a leather choker or a beaded friendship bracelet in that category. And what we're talking about in today's story is semi-fine jewelry. This is the category that bridges the gap between fine jewelry and fashion jewelry. Uh, it's typically characterized as being gold-plated uh, or gold-filled jewelry. So it's very versatile because it can be on-trend, fashion-forward, etc., uh, but at affordable prices. All right, so semi-fine jewelry. Uh, when fashion flops, this designer follows a shiny object. That's what we're calling today's story, and that story is coming up in just 30 seconds. <laughs> From a young age, Noor Mulvey was interested in fashion. Back in high school, she would spend her time making pendant necklaces and charm bracelets. She didn't sell any of those pieces then, she just enjoyed the process of making. But after high school, she went on to pursue fashion design and apparel production. She always dreamed of being her own boss and running a fashion business. Her career started out as a remote stylist for Stitch Fix, an online personal styling service. She also worked in customer support for a jewelry and accessories company. She learned valuable skills in both areas and began building confidence to pursue other endeavors. While Nora liked her job well enough, she still had that desire to be her own boss. With her background in design, she used those skills to create high-quality jersey basics. She wanted to make pieces that would allow people to have a variety of outfits simply by styling them with different accessories. So to showcase the versatility of that clothing, she dusted off her jewelry-making hat 
and made some nice pieces to match. She spent a few thousand dollars to buy fabric and other materials for making patterns and to pay for production. After finding a pattern maker and factory in her hometown of Los Angeles, she had the lofty task of finding suppliers to sell her designs. So one day a week, Nora would drive around to different boutiques and pitch her designs. At stop after stop, she had no luck. Finally, one store agreed to listen and take a chance on her brand, which she called Nor Nor. The experience was reassuring, but Nor learned quickly that clothing was not going to be a big moneymaker. The cost of her time, combined with a small return on investment, gave her pause. Her jewelry, on the other hand, was generating quite a bit of interest and a number of sales. So she decided to respond to her customers and change her strategy to focus just on jewelry making. And after the stressful experience of cold pitching her clothing line to boutiques, she wanted to stick to online sales and small craft fairs. Upon making the switch, sales picked up. She was getting her brand out there by hosting pop-up events and exhibiting at trade shows. Now let's talk about standing out here because there are a lot of jewelry makers, especially in California. What sets Nora apart from the rest, she believes, is her approach to making semi-fine jewelry. Just like I talked about in the introduction, semi-fine, not the same as fine jewelry, not the same as fashion jewelry. Her designs are inspired by a love for the beach and an appreciation for vintage. She spends time making sure that each piece is nicely plated, won't tarnish, and that the stones are set in rather than glued. These details have made a difference. Looking back, Nor has no regrets for trying on the clothing business. While she invested time and money to get it up and going, she found great value in learning from the experience. And for anyone wanting to launch a product, she recommends being strategic about where you spend your money. Earlier in the process, she took a risk and invested a few thousand dollars on an event that promised great exposure for her brand. However, it was a complete flop. Through that, she learned that if someone makes vague promises like, this will be great exposure for your brand, it's probably not a smart financial or business decision to make. And as a side note, I would just point out, people die of exposure. Okay, exposure is not all it's cracked up to be. Over time, she found more value in sharing the behind-the-scenes work that goes into creating her pieces. By being open and sharing her wins, as well as her struggles, customers are more engaged and return again and again. By doing that, last year she sold more than $10,000 worth of jewelry and is on track to double that this year. You've got this idea and you've just been kind of waiting on it, maybe waiting for some you know, information to just, I don't know, drop from the sky or something. Maybe there is a research process that you can undertake. Maybe there is some kind of analysis that you need to do. Uh, but for a lot of people and a lot of projects, especially when we're talking about really low risk projects like this one and like so many that we feature on the program, you know, in this case, she did have a couple of thousand dollars of, of investment, but you know, it's not totally unreasonable. Uh, if you are making this low risk investment, the way that you're going to figure out if your idea is going to work or not is to try your idea. And what will happen is you know, a number of things. It will be a huge success overnight. Well, probably not. You're probably going to have to tweak and change things as you go along. Uh, or it will be a complete flop. You know, um, Also possible, but not totally likely. What usually tends to happen is it works a little bit. And you're like, okay, I see one positive sign and one negative sign, for example. So what do I do next? Okay, and that's when you pivot, you switch, you evolve. You know, you pay attention to what works and what doesn't, and you make decisions accordingly. So you won't get to that place until you step out. That's why I want to encourage you every single day on this program to step out, to pursue your goals and your dreams, because, you know, life is short and you want to do something that matters. Even if you love your job, you need more freedom, you need more security, more confidence, etc. And all those things are possible with the right side hustle. 
All right, that's my encouragement for you today. Thank you so much for listening. Our show notes are at sidehustleschool.com slash 1021. 1021 1021. I'll be back again tomorrow. Much more is coming up, so be sure you're subscribed. My name is Chris Gillibo. This is Side Hustle School. From the Onward Project.